justice. I'll call you back. I have to help these guys. Where in Rima, 7 till 9, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, that's uh, Mad Maxine Waters. And I'm joined now by Dick Dasterly. That's the first thing he said to me. I said, good morning, Mr. Ryman. He said, oh, it's Monday. I hate everything. <laughs> I mean, worse than Linda Blair. Worse than Linda Blair. Worse than possibly Linda Blair. I need an exorcist <laughs> on Mondays. <laughs> good day. You really, you really do. It's like, uh, I don't like this day. I hate I really Mondays. I really am just ill-tempered dude, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. So, um... Mad Max uh, gets on an airplane, flies from D.C. to Minnesota. It's about a thousand-mile trip, and she goes there for one purpose and, and, well, actually two purposes. Uh, In my view, to incite a riot, which she was attempting to do with her words. She violated the curfew, so she broke the law. That was brought up to her, and she said, I don't care about the law. I don't care. And uh, that was her exact words. I don't care. And then uh, the other thing that she was attempting to do was jury tamper, because she was specifically speaking, in my view, my opinion, she was specifically speaking to the jury when she said, if he's not convicted, then we're going to cause more trouble in the streets. We're going to ramp it up in the streets. We're going to stay in the streets. We're going to get more confrontational. Uh, that's the only way, Sean, that I can take that, is that she went there to deliver a message to the jurors, who, by the way, are not sequestered. So they could right. see and hear what she was saying. Yeah, Jury tampering, as far as I'm concerned. She should be removed from Congress. I, I'm, I am absolutely, I mean, that, that, yeah, everything you just said, absolutely true. Uh, she's a U.S. congressman who is calling for a certain verdict in a legal trial. Uh, she is saying, if we don't get what we want, uh, we're going to get more confrontational. And you're right; they're all the jurors are all there. We could be watching that on TV in whatever room, hotel room, or home, or wherever they are. Home, uh, because yeah. they're not home. sequestered, which was a huge mistake in this thing from Terrible. day one. You know, especially this. You know, and uh, and calling for for violence. I think. I mean, uh, she's she's an awful human being. She is an awful, awful human being. And uh, and again, she's a uh, she's a, a, a congressman, and there she is flouting the law. It's a curfew. She said, "I don't care." You know, she she to me represents everything that's wrong. People talk about the system being bad. It's not the system. It's the weirdos who inhabit the system, and she is the epitome of that. She should not be. She should be removed immediately from office for for what she did over the weekend. It was horrible. Well. Uh, you know, that's not going to happen, uh, no. but uh-uh. I called not. for that this morning. I said she should be imp- the exact standard that she led the impeachment against Donald Trump, which was <laughs> inciting a riot. She did right. exactly what she said he said he did, which he did not do. He said remain peaceful. She specifically called for violence, specifically called for more in your face, more taking to the streets, more of what they've been doing if they don't get the verdict that they want. And keep in mind, this is the same whack job nutcase, all right, and she's a head case. This is the same <laughs> one that told people to attack Republicans, and they did. And, I, and, I, and right. I can't let this go by. Uh, within an hour of her making the statements that she made, we had two National Guardsmen injured by gunfire uh, that were shot at uh, that are there to try to keep the peace. 
So I have to make the connection. They would. You know they would make the connection. You know they would be saying, if if, if you flip this over oh. and we were talking about a Republican congressman and two National Guardsmen shot out after you, know they would be blaming the words of that Republican congressman, just as they did with Donald Trump. And she should not last one more minute in Congress. She should be immediately impeached and removed as of today. Full stop. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, if, if, if everything had been equal but it had been a Republican doing the same thing, that person would have blood on their hands. You'd be hearing that today. You know you would be. Uh, and, and for much less than what she did. You know, I mean, she's, a, again, she's a horrible human being. She's breaking the law. Uh, anything that happens as a result of not getting a full guilty verdict, uh, I think she will be partially responsible for. Uh, and yeah, she tried to impeach Donald Trump for, for much less, for nothing, really. Uh, she is absolutely guilty of what she accused Donald Trump of doing, and he didn't do it. <laughs> right. He didn't say he's peacefully, peacefully marched to the, to the, to, to the Capitol, is what the president said. Former president, unfortunately. Uh, she, she's done this before. She did it in 2018. Telling people to get into people's faces at uh, the gas station and you see them in their, with their families in restaurants. You know, she, uh, I think she, she, and she, God, what was this anti-Maxine crap she was saying? I'm here to be anti-Maxine to all these yeah, young aunt. people out here in the streets. Anti-Maxine. Anti-Maxine, yeah. Anti-Maxine. Yeah, Right. She's a scumbag, man. She's an absolute yeah. scumbag and a horrible person. You know, yeah. we need to start lifting our standards a bit for our Congress people. You know, but get her out of there. She should be impeached. Absolutely, well, she no, won't no, be. She, she, she is that would the be racist, right? <laughs> She's right. You know what? Yeah, yeah. Meadow said he's going to go after her this week, but good gosh, I mean, you know, come on. That's are you kidding? I'm, I'm sorry, not Meadow McCarthy. Uh, said he's going to go after her this week, and I, I'm like, okay, good, good luck, because you're right. going to be called every name in the book. You're going to be called a racist for going after her, or whatever. But uh, but the the truth of the matter is, she's done this before. She has a history of doing right. this. This is the Democrat standard, particularly for California, and right. uh, and, and 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 I don't expect anything less from them and i don't i don't really expect them to have one bit of integrity to uh to make the change um no. let, let's talk a little bit here on another subject on on what's been happening up in austin after the the shooting up there yeah. uh we still have the manhunt going on for the guy who was the uh former deputy he quit after being accused of and charged with uh rape last year was it rape i think it was uh, molestation yeah that he was charged with uh, last year, and now they are looking for this guy. His name is Stephen Broderick. Looking for him uh, in the deaths of uh, three people uh, so far accused. It's it's an alleged crime, but in 2020, June of last year, he had a charge of sexual assault of a child, according to the Travis County DA. And uh, still no word, by the way, Sean, on the folks who are dead, what their relationship to him was. We don't know right. yet. Bad dude. Is, <laughs> Just all around a bad dude, and I hope they uh, they catch him soon because uh, their their authorities are warning that he may be maybe the kind of guy that takes hostages, you know, at some point if he, if he thinks he has to. So he's a dangerous, dangerous guy, you know, and uh, uh, needs to be caught immediately. Uh, this is a horrific crime, but you know, hey, it's Austin, and uh, they've uh, defunded the police there. They've cut their budget. Uh, Austin is uh, was always bad crime wise. It was bad when I lived there, 
And it's it's a thousand times worse now. I'm not directly linking this guy to the defunding the police. But still, you know, uh, in general, tr- crime is way up in Austin. And uh, as you've pointed out before, uh, there's folks here in this town that would like to do th- do the same thing. So, you know, <laughs> this is what you get. You get more crime, more violence, and this guy's on the run. We have no idea where he is. He could be here for all we know. I don't know. That's right. But uh, he's a bad, bad dude. you got to find him. Find him fast. Because he's the kind of guy that, uh, you know, everything's kind of over for him, in a sense, once he does get caught. So God knows what he's what he's capable of uh, while he still has his freedom and is running around. So, you know. I hope they catch him. I well, hope they catch him fast because that's a horrific crime. I, I'm glad you made the connection between this and defunding the police because you're right. There's probably no connection to his crime, his alleged crime, and defunding of the police. Right. But there is a connection that it's going to be it's going to be much harder now to find him because they don't have the resources. Right. Uh, they are down on resources. So trying to smoke this guy out, he he could be anywhere. He could be oh, yeah. in another state. He could be in Mexico. He could be anywhere right now. No, he, he can't. He couldn't be in Mexico. That only goes one way. That border's right. only only open one direction. <laughs> Good point. Right. Right. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get into Mexico. That's right only now, an indoor. Right? <laughs> it's not an the outdoor. The turnstile's been flipped. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Quick break. Mm. More wear and rhyme on the other side coming up for you here on KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni presenting Serving Those Who Serve, where you can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member in your life. Just go to KTSA.com to enter. Presented in part by Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, the Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. I want to tell you about our friends at BSG. We talk a lot about securing your property, and at BSG, they have smart home security systems that are the best that you will find anywhere on the planet. These have video analytics. And what is that? Well, that's an industry term to let you know that you control when and what you see and when you see it and how much of what you see through the various cameras that can be strategically positioned on your property by BSG. You're a smart home technology company with trust, integrity, and the highest value. You see, with their cameras and their security systems, they know how to tell the difference between a dog and a man, right? So if a dog walks across your front yard at 2 a.m., you don't want to be awakened for that. But if a man's walking up to your front door at 2 a.m., you certainly want to know about that. And the smart home technology from BSG knows the difference and will notify you that somebody is there at the wrong time of the day or night. Take great pictures of them, too, so you can turn that over to the police later on. Again, a company with great integrity and the highest value, that's BSG, 210-877-1222, and be sure to tell them Trey Ware sent you. And we'll tell you about the AccuWeather the forecast will be mostly cloudy today with a high near 74. And then tomorrow, beautiful and 84. Wednesday, breezy and cooler and 71. Best chance of rain is on Friday, about a 40% chance on Friday. And Saturday and Sunday, the weekend. Visit exergen.com. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Because when you get an overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated, For absolutely certain, you're going to see those numbers start coming down, which will make it better for everyone. Hey, can you can you raise it this high? You're doing good, a little bit higher. You what? Your arm. It's not. It's not that sore. You're doing all right. I think you're doing fine. (laughs) 
I went and had the first shot on, uh, was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. 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 Uh, it, uh, I had my wallet here somewhere. I had which one it was. It might have been the... Pfizer. I think it was the Pfizer, yeah. And, it uh, was. I, See, I know uh, more about this than you do. You do. <laughs> I just roll. You know, it was very easy, though. I mean, I went with my stepson, and we. Uh, the longest we had to wait was afterwards. You had to sit there for about 15 or 20 minutes to make sure you're okay. Right. You know, the only side effect, I got a little dopey, and uh, I had a ba- I had a pretty bad headache. I got a headache from it. Uh, so I just came home and crashed out for a while, and I was fine. That's that's no nothing else, you know. I, Sean I know, got I, dopey and a headache. I would say that was the pineapple vodka. <laughs> See how you are. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that, was, that was pretty much it. I mean, they, they, I don't know what the second shot, you know, if there's more side effects or not. I don't know. But we go in three uh, weeks be. for that. They've already can scheduled be. that. Yeah. Um, people, people, uh, people primarily report the second shot is the one with the, the, the side effects, right? right because you, right. you know, what they say is, I don't know, but what what they say is you're at like after the first shot, a few days after the first shot, you're at like eighty percent, and right. then the the second shot bumps you up to like ninety five, ninety four, ninety five percent, something like that. So it's like a booster kind of thing. But yeah. since you've already got the immunities, it just adds to it, and makes you a little bit more well, kind of feel like you've got it. You know, that's the idea is your body thinks you've got it and right. then it's respond your immune system is responding so you get a little more uh, feverish they say and a little more headache they say and a little more tired they say and a little more body ache they say right. all those things can't happen now I, I i told you i've got a friend who she and her husband went on the same day now they had moderna but they went on the same day he had a tough time with the first one she was fine with the first one and then when they went back for the second one it flip-flopped she mm-hmm. was rough and he was fine on the second right. one. So you know, who, everybody's different, man. So everybody's a little different chemically. Everybody's chemically different. speaking, everybody's a little different chemically, especially me. So you know, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> you would think that your body's trained for chemicals at this point. <laughs> so you know, we'll see. body's like, oh, it's chem- just another chemical. Don't some, worry about it. Else. So uh, we'll see how I do in three weeks. But that's on a Friday as well. So if I feel weird or creepy, I can just crash out. That's a good uh, idea doing them on Fridays because then you can take the couple of days and right. chill. and if you need if you need to take the day off you know you can always do that as well so hey early right. voting begins today and that's right. coming up in uh, oh a little over thirty five minutes coming up at eight o'clock is when the polls are going to open for early voting now you know we always hear people call call your show my show Jack show call every show on the planet you know and they're always saying well what can I do what can I do I'm so frustrated I can't stand this I don't like these people what can I do well here's here's what you do. You carry your fanny to their nearest polling place, and you can find them at bear.org slash elections. And you walk in, and you say, I'm done with these people. And you flush, you flush them out. You get rid of them. And uh, you move on. Uh, Debbie posted on my Facebook page a little reminder. She said, remember Chick-fil-A denied being in the San Antonio airport. Stat- statue and Travis Park hearing uh-huh. into the night removal by an unmarked truck taken somewhere, and you haven't been told where it is, and I've even asked these people face-to-face, where is it, and they'll lie to you. They've lied to me, and we know that it was damaged as well because ladies who saw it, who are daughters of the Confederacy, who saw it, say it's damaged, and it was 
you know, dropped in the mud and all that. Number three, the Rainbow Crosswalk that was supposed to be paid for with private funds ended up coming out of the pocket of taxpayers, special interest, payback, payback, political payback. Right, for, right. Thank you for your votes. Uh, number four, expensive drapes. What do those cost? Right at 20-some-odd thousand dollars for the drapes? <laughs> Ron's drapes. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, number five, and a violation, uh, in, in my opinion, a violation of the Texas Open Meeting Act. They went behind closed doors and came out and told the RNC, you're not welcome in San Antonio, therefore costing cab drivers and Uber drivers and restaurant people and hotel people a ton, a ton of money. And then uh, Ron going to a, quote, peaceful protest downtown where they ended up destroying a lot of property downtown not him but the people who were there and throwing urine at cops and he called it his gd city and so those are the kind of things that debbie would like to remind everybody when they go to early vote yeah just you know because because you and i hear the frustration all the time what can i do what can i do because people want to do something immediately well unfortunately the biggest thing the best thing you could do is vote you know, we track what around thirteen percent voter turnout uh, for for just about any city election. You know, we need to do better than that. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to, if you want new leadership in this town, we got to do better than ten to thirteen percent voter turnout. Uh, so I hope folks are, have had enough. You know, I honestly do. I hope they've had enough and they get out there and vote. And uh, let's swap out some leadership here in San Antonio because these people are taking the city down the toilet. They want it to be Austin. They want it to be San Francisco. They want it to be Boulder. They want it to be, uh, you know, any uh, any other uh, uh, Democrat-run town, and we we just cannot allow that to happen. This town is too. It's perfect the way it is. <laughs> Let's keep San Antonio, San Antonio. But you got to get rid of these people. You got to you got you got to swap them out if if you want that to happen. Otherwise, it's going to be more of the same. And uh, another election cycle will go by, and God knows what damage they'll do. You know, if they if they stay in office, so let's make it happen, man. Make it happen today. It starts today, Dam. Get on out there. Get on out. There. Two two of the propositions uh, A and B uh, on A. Yeah. It's basically saying to the city council, "We'll vote for the bond money." And we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, right? Uh, and, and billions over time, and then you spend it how you see fit. <laughs> and, uh, that, that sounds like a that, great plan. <laughs> I mean, as of right now, if, you know, if if we say it's for a bridge at four ten and uh, and thirty five, then that's what they right. have to spend the money on. But in the future, they're going to be able to spend it on whatever they want if a passes. And they have specifically said low income housing. Now, the low income housing that they're talking about as well, Sean, is what Biden has in his, quote, infrastructure plan, yep. where they would build low-income housing in neighborhoods all over the country, including right here in San Antonio. So your neighborhood, my neighborhood, the neighborhoods that a lot of people live in, it's just not fair that people have to live downtown and they can't live in those neighborhoods. So we get to pay to build low-income housing in those neighborhoods. And what the city council, what Ron wants, is to be able to to spend the bond money however he wants to spend it, including on low-income housing, and they have to have it for all the voters they're importing across the border right now. Right, right. Well, and and uh, you know this. Uh, if if you complain about that, then you're a racist. You just don't want people of color living in your neighborhood or whatever. It's a bunch of crap. Okay, I, I'm a homeowner now. 
Okay, it's an investment. It's a long-term investment uh, in in your home, and so you choose the neighborhood that you can afford, but also a neighborhood that you think is a decent neighborhood that's going to be, you know, steady or what have you. And and they're doing this just arbitrarily uh, to appease people and get them to vote for them. That's all it is. You know, I mean, it's 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 horrible. To just, they're just going to put up these things, you know, in these neighborhoods or wherever the hell they want to put them, and then you have to deal with it with your taxes and your property, uh, your pro- the the value of your property going down. I mean, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. Nope. If you want a house in a certain neighborhood, go to work. Focus your life on that cause and make it happen. Go to work. <laughs> you know, go to make work. Make it happen. Make it happen. You want to lips? I, I mean, when I was Snap young, away. I. One of the things I, I I was always cool about moving around uh, in my life is that I, I always felt a person should be able to choose where they want to live, yeah. but you still have to make it happen. Right. You have to make it happen. You know. Sure. And uh, this this just oh we're just going to move in because it's not fair. It's, no, you know that's I've not got cool. a I got a story about that too. We'll cover in the next half hour, and you've got some stuff as well. And and right. Jimmy just sent me a note. Remember the lies to the San Antonio Restaurant Association, oh. where on March March sixteenth. Uh, he met with the mayor, and the mayor said, no, I'm not shutting down the restaurants here due to COVID. And the very next day, the very next day, he shuts right. down all the restaurants, putting tens of thousands of people out of work in San Antonio in something that was completely unnecessary. So thanks for the reminder. Hey, I want to uh, tell you about our friends over at Shirts Funeral Home. Of course, they do current uh, funeral services if you need to meet with somebody today right now about a funeral of course shirts is there but i talk a lot about pre-planning and pre-need i'm one of these guys i I like to think 10 to 15 to 20 years down the road that's where my mind kind of exists my dad put that in my head be ahead of the game boy be ahead of the game be thinking you know and so when it comes to uh, something as important as your funeral you want to maintain control over every aspect of that right you you want to make those decisions about your funeral and you want to do it in a friendly environment that's exactly what they have at shirts funeral home but the best thing about all this too is that not only do you retain total control over your funeral whenever that may be but you're paying for it in today's uh, dollars so your family doesn't have to pay for it in a higher price of funerals you know 20 30 years from now so it's a good thing to do for your family and the folks over at shirts funeral home are ready to work with you today on pre-planning and pre-needs so just give them a call and schedule your appointment shirts funeral home 210-658-680995 this is jamie markley and you're listening to news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071 stay connected what should protesters do well, we've we got to stay on the street, uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. Impeach her, remove her from office immediately. 7.39, Ware and Rima, Trey Ware, Sean Rima, KTSA. We do this every weekday between 7 and 9. One quick comment before you toss one at my mitt here, Sean. Uh, this Broderick guy, if he's the guy, it's all alleged at this point. A former deputy law enforcement officer, according uh, to the Travis County DA's office up there, had been charged with sexual assault of a child June 2020, allegedly shot and killed these people in Austin yesterday. This is the reason, folks, we need less gun control and not more gun control. This guy's out there. He, We have been told by the cops that he is likely to take hostages to negotiate his way out of this mess. 
And nobody knows where he is, not the least of which the police, the FBI, the CIA, the uh, Mossad. You know, nobody knows where this dude is. <laughs> right, right. Right? He could be anywhere. And this is why law-abiding citizens should have full rights and privileges of the Second Amendment, unrestricted rights and privileges of the Second Amendment, because of guys like this. He could turn up. In your door, on your doorstep, right? So Anywhere. you, yeah. n- that's right. So you need to have the full rights and privileges, or full rights, not privilege, full rights of the Second Amendment, unrestricted in your favor because of guys like this. Right? Here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I just gotta, I, I gotta, I, I gotta ask a question. I, I now I'm not trying to uh, diminish the tragedy of the FedEx shooting shootings uh, with this Brandon Hole guy. All right, but we're right. now finding out that he was into my little pony. There, right. There's a thing called bromies. Yeah. And bronies, uh, which is a combination of uh, of uh, pony and bro and they're adult men who are obsessed with my little pony to- toys. Right. This guy was one of them. He in fact he you know uh, I in one of his uh, Facebook pages or his Facebook post right before he went out and did what he did, he said, I hope I can be with Applejack in the afterlife. My mm. life has no meaning without it's a little plastic pony. Mm. A little pony. I I, right. I don't know if we have any bronies listening right now, but what is wrong with you? <laughs> what what I've just this has been around for a few years, this brony thing, and I've just never understood grown men grown ass men being into uh these little plastic pony toys and i guess uh, i'm reading the new york post story i don't know to what extent this is true but they say that uh the the bronies are uh extremists they're white supremacists i, I i've never nope. heard that of course i i've never studied bronyism but I, i've never heard anything like that i think they're just stinking weirdos man i just don't get it that's one of those things I just don't understand, and I hope I never do. But grown men, dude, grown men mm-hmm. who are into playing with little toy ponies. Right, right. What, what the hell well, does you know, mean? Uh, well, I don't know what it means. Um, everybody's got their own you know, thing, right? So it's whatever. But um, this is beyond that. This guy, and, and, and by the way, the white supremacist thing has already been vetted over the weekend. So anybody who's writing that, they're writing a lie because they vetted that and they didn't find anything in his background I, right. that would say white supremacist. Nothing in his background. Nothing in his, his posts. Nothing in his right. behaviors. Nothing in his connections. They already vet. You know that's the first thing they went after. That was the first thing they looked for. He's got the short haircut and he's a white dude man yeah. oh yeah he's he's burning crosses in yards you know what this this guy's doing yeah so they went after that and they couldn't they, they couldn't make a connection not one connection now that doesn't mean one won't turn up tomorrow a connection of some kind but not one connection has been made on white supremacy with him so far but well, th- look th- this guy obviously had mental health issues that's the number one thing and these guys yeah. who do these shoot- shootings they have mental health issues but 
here's the important part of the story I don't want to get lost, and that is he had already had interactions with the cops. How yep. many times the, the the guy in Sutherland Springs, the Air Force mm-hmm. let him go, you know, and they yep. let him go get a gun. And and the same thing is true, apparently, of the guy who attempted to shoot up the airport in San Antonio the other day. Had a rap sheet as long as your arm, apparently, of, of dealings with SAPD and, uh, you know, mental health issues and so on and so forth. And this guy at the, in Indianapolis at FedEx, his mama called last year and said the boy wants to commit suicide by cop and they went and got his gun they took his gun away with a red flag law but then they never followed up with the hearing so nothing ever happened so he was then able to go legally buy guns i don't want to hear anything from these nut jobs who are running our country that that you're to be restricted when they don't even take care of the ones that are obvious cases well, I mean, uh, yeah, obviously the red flag thing doesn't work too well. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, you, you had said earlier that, uh, you know, we've talked about before that the red flag law, all that really, really will do is open up folks to be accused of something or, you know, have somebody right. who doesn't like them or upset by them call the cops and say, oh, he's dangerous. Oh, he's a red flagger. Uh, you know, I I don't know. There's, there's nothing, uh, uh, that putting more layers of law on top of layers of law, uh, uh, to restrict our ability, you and me, our ability to own and purchase weapons. Because really, people who commit these kinds of crimes, first off, you get two kinds, right? You got criminals, career criminals who are gangbangers, who are, uh, drug dealers or whatever, and they're robbers, they rob stuff with illegally you know obtained weapons they don't get their weapons legally okay the the nope. problem with these spree killers is they are they're nuts they're they're i mean right off the bat to to even conceive of doing something like that you got to be crazy to a certain extent and so the problem oh, totally. is mental health the problem is 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 crazy people and and why they they, they why this comes up in their minds as an option at all you got to get there before that stuff starts happening. But just putting more laws on the books so, as far as gun ownership isn't going to do a damn thing about crazy. Explain to me how, a, because somebody with mental health goes and kills a bunch of people at a FedEx facility, I have to lose my gun rights. How, how absurd. Yeah, make sense. It, that doesn't make none at all. No, no, no common sense is involved in that at all. But let me just put something else out here. What stopped the guy at the San Antonio International Airport? Good guy with a gun. The cop who was there, a good guy with a gun, stopped a bad guy with a gun. We know, we know how bad it could have been inside the airport had he made it inside with a forty-five. We know the mass mayhem. And we've seen the pictures of how many people were in there. So we know it would have been easy pickings for him to go in and go bang, 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 and take out a whole bunch of people. Good guy with a gun stopped him. Well, he eventually shot himself. But just like the Stephen Williford case, he, he was wounded enough that he knew he wouldn't get now there alive, so he shot himself there on airport property, too. Um, the same thing could have been true at the FedEx facility. This guy killed four people outside and four people inside. Had the first one that he encountered or the second one that he encountered or the third one that he encountered outside, had they been armed, we probably maybe i don't who knows for sure but at least the rest of those victims would have had a fighting chance cuz he could have been yeah. dropped 
right then, right there. That's why I say what law-abiding citizens don't need in this country right now is more gun restriction. We need less gun restriction and more law-abiding citizens, more good guys carrying to stop guys like this in the parking lot before they ever make it inside of FedEx like the cop did at the airport, stop the guy outside before he made it in. Had one of those guys in the parking lot been carrying, the dude from FedEx probably would have never made it in there either. Absolutely, absolutely. But again, the the so-called gun grabbers aren't concerned with life on planet Earth. It's it's all political. It's all about. It, it really is more about getting the the guns out of the hands of people like us, legal legally uh, citizens who own their their weapons legally. Uh, their weapons will never be used to commit a crime. There are millions of guns in this country that will never be used in the commission of a crime by responsible owners. And that these laws only target them. It only makes life more difficult for their ability to to own own and keep weapons. So uh, you know, it's it, it's political. It's always been political, and uh, and and they're not going to give up. <laughs> and unfortunately, every time you have one of these shootings, uh, you know, the moron crowd doesn't think that deeply about it, and uh, so they again make their case for additional laws. Uh, with every one of these shootings, laws that will do nothing to prevent these kinds of shootings. And yet in Chicago over the weekend, you had a seven-year-old girl lose her life because of a drive-by shooting at a McDonald's Yeah, uh, where McDonald's, yeah. the car was uh, was targeted by, uh, you know, gang guys or whatever. Seven-year-old kid. Everything about that Just, says you know, gang. sitting in the drive-thru at, at a McDonald's. Hit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And what the hell yep. are these laws going to do? They got, they got all the laws hit. on the books there in Chicago. What's it? It's not preventing anything, is it? Not going to do anything. No, it's no, sick. not a thing. No, 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 not a thing. And that, everything about that says gang hit. Uh, everything, you know, yeah. if you ask a cop uh, about that, if, if, if they were oh, to be yeah. honest, now they've lied here. You know, there's no gang war here, and you got Crips and Blood yeah. shooting each other. You know, in San Antonio, no, no gang war here. Yeah. All right, we're, we're behind. We got to take a break. We'll come right back. More wearing Rima on the other side for Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, where you'll be treated like royalty, and your house will be treated like the castle that it is when you call Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC. They just want to do a great job for you. No gimmicks. Um, no, no holdbacks, nothing like that, you know, where they try to upsell you, kind of, kind of stuff. Nah, that's not, no, where they just try to get in the door and then they try to upsell you. No, they don't do that at Quarter Moon. It's just, what do you need? You need AC work? Okay, we'll come out and take care of your AC. You need plumbing work? You got it. We'll come out, we'll charge you the right price, and we'll do it right the first time so that we don't have to come back anymore. Master plumbers are on uh, staff, of course, with their state plumbing licenses, and they do it all when it comes to plumbing and AC work. Right now is the best time of the year to go ahead and buy your AC. And at Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, they have all kinds of special uh, financing arrangements, low interest rates that they have, but for a very limited time. Find out more when you call Quarter Moon. Quarter Moon Plumbing, Heat, and AC, 21065. Warehouse in Indianapolis last week bought his two rifles after his family reported him to police as a mental health risk. CBS correspondent Nikki Batiste is in Indianapolis. Police did visit the former FedEx employee last year and confiscated a shotgun. It was never returned, but he never ended up in the state's red flag system, which may have prevented him from buying a new firearm. So just a few months later, he was able to legally buy the two assault-style rifles. Officials say he used as murder weapons at FedEx. Now, at least four of those killed at the FedEx facility were facility were members of Indianapolis's Sikh community. The attack has renewed fears among American Sikhs that they could be targeted for hate crimes. 
Investigators still trying to determine a motive, including whether hate played a role in the attack. Police believe there was no one behind the wheel of a deadly crash involving a Tesla in Harris County. Two men inside the vehicle died when the electric car hit a tree and burst into flames in Harris County near Houston. However, police say it doesn't appear that anybody was driving the car, which features an autopilot mode that's meant to function with driver supervision. Authorities also say it took hours to put out the fire because the Tesla's batteries kept reigniting. I'm Mark Mayfield. Early voting for the elections on May 1st gets underway today. San Antonio residents have a lot of decisions to make. All 10 city council seats will be decided. Eight city council members running for re-election. Two have reached term limits. Mayor Ron Nuremberg seeking a third term in office, and there are two propositions on the ballot in San Antonio. You can find a link to a sample ballot on the San Antonio news page of KTSA.com. Well, you'll be able to get your baby back ribs at a Northside Chili's thanks to a couple of fast-acting employees. They were at the restaurant on East Bassey at around 9 o'clock last night, and a fire broke out. They called 911, but they were able to extinguish the flames before firefighters arrived. The employees are credited with preventing the fire from causing major damage to the building. No injuries were reported. And the NBA hitting the San Antonio Spurs with a pretty significant fine because they violated the league's player resting policy. A news release announcing the fine after Saturday's game against the Phoenix Suns. The league says the Spurs violated the policy when the team rested three players in the same road game against Phoenix. Spurs fine. $25,000. 802 KTSA. Well, you know, have a brief moment of a, a speech to the media. This is what we're going to do during our visit. It's great to have you here, sir. Great to see you. And uh, he says something back, and then they go, and they sit in the Oval Office. Uh, well, n- not the case with Joe Biden. Joe was upstairs in the residence and could not be bothered to come down and meet the Japanese Prime Minister. Joe, wh- where's the president? He's upstairs in the residence. So it was Kamaler who came out to meet the prime minister. And I want you to listen. First of all, she was ill-prepared. This is a terrible welcoming speech. But I want you to listen how she talks about when we got into office and the discussions that we are going to have and so on and so forth. And tell me who the president of this country is. All right, here she is. It is now my great pleasure to welcome the prime minister of Japan and to thank him for this visit, which is the first visit to the United States of a world leader um, since we came in office. Uh, The President and I are very excited about the conversations we will have with the Prime Minister today. Um, As you know, Mr. Prime Minister, you and I met just about a month ago during the Quad Summit, which was a meeting with the United States, with our allies, Japan, with uh, Australia, and with India, where we had extensive conversations about a collaboration and a friendship around some of the biggest challenges facing our world. For greater than a half a century, Japan has been our ally. Ever since the end of World War II and hostilities there, Japan has been our ally. In the past administration, he stood up for Japan and protected them from uh, China, who is making moves in that part of the world. And now we have a president who can't be bothered to get out of bed for whatever reason to meet the prime minister. Embarrassing. That was embarrassing. He's in the residence. He's taken. He's getting some shut eye. 
You know, Chris Wallace took John Cornyn to task yesterday. Uh, uh, I when, saw that. Uh, uh, he, he had tweeted something uh, about uh, the president's mental state, which was actually a retweet from from some article. But Chris Wallace says, is that really helpful to do? Come on, he, he's got a world leader, you know, cooling his heels in the hallway outside the Oval Office, essentially, and he can't come out of the residence. He can't come out. Okay, that, that's either being extremely stupid and rude, or he really is that bad and couldn't get out of bed. You know, I mean, it's rare that you see him do anything in the afternoon or evening. And uh, and pretty much anybody knows who who's you know has a relative or had a relative who who is uh, suffering from the early onset stuff knows that they, it gets worse as the day goes on. I don't know that, but I'm just saying you have a world leader and there's no you got you send Kamala out there and she's prattling on. It's painfully obvious she really doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. She has no diplomatic experience whatsoever. Uh, of any kind, uh, and and she's the one handling the Japanese uh, uh, prime minister, and and uh, and and Biden can't come out of the residence. That was truly embarrassing. Trump was mm-hmm. excellent at uh, mm-hmm. at meeting with world leaders and getting to know them on a personal level. He was brilliant mm-hmm. at it. Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, you can't really think of a single world leader that he interacted with that hated his guts or didn't like him. Uh, and this guy can't leave the bedroom. He's, there's something wrong. There's something obviously there's wrong. There's something wrong. And Kamala and Ron Klain and Barack Obama, we have the video of Barack saying he would serve a, uh, a third term if he could find a public face for serving that third term. Uh, well, they talk every day. So what What would you be talking to Barack Obama about every day if it wasn't about what to do? What, right. Seriously. No, I agree. He, they, they talk. Jen Psaki told us they talk every day. Yep. Every day. Why would the current president be talking to Barack Obama every day? Give me a break. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. man. Well, you know, I I think what happened is they said, hey, Joe, you want to be president? We got a way to make you president, but you're not actually going to be the president. Uh, President Barack Obama will be running the show from behind, but uh, you get what you wanted, which is the title and your place in history. Well, the, the nice cars, I mean, he couldn't, the guys with right. the sunglasses, all he that all stuff that he stuff. loves. But he nice airplane. He couldn't get out of bed. He couldn't come down to meet from the, the Japanese residence. prime minister. Right. Are you serious? Right. That's oh, and then the other thing was, this is the other thing he did that the media just let go by. But wearing Rama won't. You know, the green jacket had just been worn or just been won by a Japanese golfer. Joe turns to the Japanese prime minister and he says, so a Japanese boy won the green jacket down in Augusta. Now, look, some people would say, well, that's not worth pointing out. That's why ABC and CNN and all those, they didn't point it out. Okay, then bet me a million, no, can't bet dollars, Bet bet me a chicken fried steak that had Donald Trump turn to somebody and said, a Japanese boy won it, huh? You know exactly oh, what would man. be the lead story on all the TV network news. You know it. Look, Joe Biden is an old school. He's an old school Delaware racist. He is. He, yes, and, he and is. Look, there are certain. 100%. You know, I know. Uh, you know, I, I got a lot of friends in Delaware. Uh, the coastal area is great. Wilmington's not a bad town. But you also have a lot of old school racism in that part of the world, and he sure talks he is. that that's, way. That's him. And they talk and they say words like "boy" and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You know, right. uh, so that's Total what racist. he is. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Democrats, Delaware, they've known you for a long time. A, Democrats, you elected a white supremacist. Just know that. Yeah, you should know. Much, and, yeah. and you Republicans who voted for him, too. You elected a white supremacist to lead the country. And he's leading the country as a white supremacist. Okay, we'll take a break. And uh, Sean's got a story about a theology professor. That's coming uh, coming up when we get back. I want to tell you about uh, Alamo Water Softeners. I- I've had one since the day they got into business. I was very close with Alan Townsend when he started this company. His family now continues uh, the great legacy of providing the most outstanding water softening for here in our area. But there's another part of your water that's super important, too, and that's the filtration part. It's not just softening. That's super important. But there can also be stuff in your water that you don't know is there, and it can be a huge issue for you. And that's where Alamo Water Softeners can find it and filter it out for you. You may not be able to control the quality of the water supply that comes into your home, but you can control the quality that comes through your pipes. Some chemicals and contaminants are just undetectable. So I want you to call Alamo Water Softeners today at 210-274-6122 and get a free water analysis for your home and as i always say don't just take my word for it look on next door app alamo water softeners voted 2020 neighborhood favorite for water softeners and water filtration that's alamowatersofteners.com tell them trey sent you and they'll take great care of you promise they will they're good folks AccuWeather forecast today mostly cloudy and 74 tomorrow mostly sunny at 84 wednesday breezy cooler and 71 best chance of rain coming up on friday but it should be gone for the week that's deatakeback.com San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We've got to get more confrontational. Hey, I just, uh, real quick before you talk about the theology professor, I just want to toss this in here. Uh, it's from a Mr. Holt, okay? Or M, yeah, uh, Mr. Holt, I believe. Dear Mr. Martin, so it's addressed to our to our boss. So we better Uh-oh. straighten this one up right now. Uh-oh. <laughs> what was that? Uh oh. Uh oh. For say? several weeks, for several weeks now, Trey has been playing something at seven oh five, and I think it's Biden, but I can never make out what is being said. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain to me what is broadcast at that time. I think he plays it again at eight. <laughs> well, we Seems do. Seems like a trend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you have it handy, Chris, but if you have the show open handy, um, it's it's what we use for our show open. Uh, it's one of my friends who happens to be a guy with a long red beard by the name of Billy Gibbons, and he's with Rodney Crowell, and they're cutting a song, and uh, he gets a phone call. Billy gets a phone call on his cell phone right before they're about to lay the song down. And Billy answers the phone, and he says... I'll have to call you back. I gotta help these boys out. <laughs> so that's what you're not hearing Biden. You're hearing Billy Gibbons. No. Chris, do you have it handy by any chance? I'll Here call we go. back. I have to help these guys. <laughs> Where in Rhyme? Hey, there it is. Seven till nine. Right. So Billy Gibbons. That's what you're hearing. Sir. That's yep, what you're yep. hearing. Right. What so. I'll have to call you back. I have to help these boys out. All right, what do you want to say about the theology professor? Well, what's going Shaniqua on? Shaniqua Walker Barnes is a theology professor at Mercer University, and she publishes a book. She's a theology professor. She publishes a book, A Rhythm of Prayer, a collection of meditations for renewal. 
Uh, there is a prayer in the, or a piece in the book called Prayer for a Weary Black Woman. Dear God, please help me to hate white people. <laughs> That's the opening line. I want to stop caring about them individually and collectively. I want to stop caring about their misguided racist souls, to stop believing that they can be better, that they can stop being racist. She then goes on to say she's not talking about the white theology. This is a prayer. She's not talking about the white anti-racist allies who have taken up the struggle against racism with their whole lives. No, she's referring to the ardent racists who plot acts of racial terrorism, hoping to start a race war. I do. The the Caucasians in this country who I think want to start a race war aren't uh, (laughs) aren't uh, as she describes them the Fox News loving Trump supporting voters. Uh, who don't see color, but who make thinly veiled racist comments about those people. The people who are happy to have me over for dinner, but alert the neighborhood watch any time an unrecognized person of color passes their house. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so she's asking God to help her, uh, you know, uh, hate white people more. Grant me a get-out-of-judgment-free card if I make white people the exception to your commandment to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. Isn't that great? Isn't that spiritually mm-hmm. inspiring? Sure. <laughs> I mean, how do you keep anyone on staff as a theology professor and they write that crap? I'm not into canceling mm-hmm. people. I don't believe in it. I believe you can say, well, you want to write a book about something? You want to... Uh, write a book about hating white people, then write a book about hating white people. But my God, she's a theology professor, mm-hmm. you know. And I know everybody's theology. We all we have different denominations in the Christian faith, and you have different uh, interpretations of stuff. But I, I can't see anywhere in the Bible I've read that says anything about hating white people as something God would consider virtuous. <laughs> you know, it's absurd. This anti-white thing, I am so sick of it. Uh, now, I know, of course, you know, because uh, we've been painted into a corner in a sense that if you say you're, you're sick of it or it's not true, well, you're just saying that because you're a racist and you're protecting other, ra- other racist white people. You know, I'm just sick of it. I, I, I'm so sick of it. And, I, and I'll tell you why. Because, it, 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 first off, it's damned racist to say that anyone's skin color determines anything about them. <laughs> Secondly, you're you're demonizing all kinds of people who are not racists, who don't live that way, who treat people well, who who you know aren't secretly doesn't matter. Uh, uh, you know, racists in their minds or hearts. It, it, you're right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't nope. matter. And and the people that this woman probably sits around with in her circles and their expensive cafes. And all these pseudo-intellectuals probably think this is great. Oh, that was such a bold and edgy piece you wrote. Actually, (laughs) you've heard me speak against higher education. This is one of the reasons why. Because what has happened, and if you want to know really the truth about all this, I encourage a book to you called Fault Lines by Vody Balcom. It's a recent book. It just came out. But uh, the, the subtitle of the book is The Social Justice Movement and Evangelicalism's uh, looming catastrophe. In the, and Vody is one of the greatest uh, guys that you, his his mama uh, graduated from Incarnate Word here when she was forty five. After oh, wow. he already had after he was making his doctorate uh, his doctorate uh, dissertation. Uh, he is a black evangelical preacher of the Word of God. He's a very very smart man. Vody 
Balcom is his name. Fault Lines is the name of the book. But he goes through very clearly, and like I said, it's a new book, but he goes through very clearly and shows how critical race theory and what has happened, and it truly is Marxism. It is born out of Marxism. And how now, Sean, in just about every liberal institution of higher learning, like the one that she's teaching at, whoever this is you're talking about, uh, allows and pushes this critical race theory. And I'll just boil that down for you. All white people, every white person, based on the color of their whiteness, is a racist. Not anything that they do. Not anything that they say, but when they come out, when they when they get slapped on the butt by the doctor, they're a racist. And that's what is being taught to people. And it's not only being taught in these institutions, it's being taught through music and media and movies and a lot of other ways that it's being taught to kids. And now kids are believing it. There, There's an entire generation that has grown up being taught that every white person is a racist. They're a white supremacist just because the color of their skin. So, yeah, you're right. When she's sitting around with the people that she sits around with, they all buy off on it. They all believe oh, yeah. it. And an entire generation is here facing us that believe it, too. Well, and it's, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unfortunate for all those folks who aren't racist, who treat people well. Because the only from according to critical race theory, the only way you and I can even be involved in the conversation is we have to start every statement with, I'm guilty and I'm so sorry. I'm so Correct. sorry. I'm so guilty because I'm white. Please Correct. educate me on how to not be racist anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only conversation. For years they said that uh, white people are too afraid to have the cr- conversation about race. But now, to a certain extent, you can't even be in the conversation about race because you're a stinking racist by virtue of the color of your skin. Well, well I'll give you and the a, fact I'll that more a, people. A, what's that? I was just going to say, I'll give you a local example, real quick. Uh, a guy who is one of the top selling c- Christian authors to ever live, Max Lucado from right here in San Antonio. Right. But on two very publications that I know of, and probably more, he has taken a knee and apologized for being white. Just being white. He's never right. done anything racist. He's never said anything racist. He's never preached a racist message. No, he's never done anything like that. Right. But he's taken an E and said, I apologize. I'm so sorry that I'm white. <laughs> I ain't never going to apologize for stuff I didn't do. Okay, Trey, it'll take me the rest of my life to apologize for stuff that I actually did do. Right, in my in my screwy life, but I absolutely refuse to take on guilt and apologize for a life that I have not lived, because that has just never been a part of my life, and it never will be. And uh, you know, I I think they a lot of care. these guys, like this guy that's taking a knee to be trendy, look how cool I am. I'm taking a knee because I'm white and I'm guilty. But no, no, I I, I don't I don't. That's not me, man. <laughs> We're all like that. But see, the, but see, the problem is they don't care what kind of life you've lived. You, nope. you could live the most virtuous life and take care of people of all colors and all faiths and all backgrounds, and they don't care. The fact that you're, I'm talking about the people that you're, that you know, specifically in this story, they care about one thing and one thing only, and that's the color of your skin. And you're racist just because you are that color. And that's why she says, I, I want to, to hate. Now, now, you know, I want God to help me hate these people. She's not a Christian. She is not a Christian. <laughs> that, that, that's about as far from Christian theology. I don't care well, what your individual interpretation it's is. It's you an can't impossibility. get further away from Christian ideology than that. 
Look, there is one truth, and that's the truth of God's word. Everything else is opinion. And if you read First John, it is very clear that if you hate a brother or sister in Christ, then you are not a Christian. Your argument, ma'am, is not with me. <laughs> Don't be mad at me. Your argument is with God's word. And so you'll have to deal with that on your own. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more. Where Rima on the other side. Carzeus, C-A-R-Z-E-U-S. Carzeus.com is where you can sell your car today. In fact, in no time at all, once you fill out their brief form, they'll send you a uh, offer on your vehicle. And it's a solid offer. It's a good offer. And if you decide that you want to move ahead and sell it, they can make that happen in no time at all. I'm talking about like today, by midday or so, uh, they'll have you a check and you'll be ready to move on with whatever's next for you. However, however, they always want me to remind you that they're never going to push you. They're never going to try to get you to do something you don't want to do or that you're not ready for yet. So look, the deal is you take your own time. And if you need more time than just today, okay, hey, no, no worries. They'll get you the offer. It's free and there's no obligation. By accepting the offer or by looking at the offer, you're not saying, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. No, you're not saying that at all. There's no obligation whatsoever. So you have absolutely nothing to lose by logging on today. Call- 747. Hey, this is David Van Camp, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. This is a public health issue. It's not a civil liberties issue. Oh, no, nothing is for you. Um, KTSA and Kitchen Design by Giovanni presenting Serving Those Who Serve. You can win a complete shower makeover for nominating an active or retired service member in your life. Just go to KTSA.com to enter. Presented in part by Quarter Moon, Plumbing, Heat, and AC, Institute for Functional Health, and Helen's Money Team Guild Mortgage. All right, here's some totally useless ear candy for you that's making the rounds among the national media today. Dallas Morning News, UT Poll. 45% of Texans support Matthew McConaughey for governor. They Uh. want Matthew McConaughey to be the governor. Here's why it's useless and why it's ear candy. What does he stand for? What does Matthew McConaughey stand for? And what would he do? (laughs) Right. What would he do to improve Texas? What does he believe? See, that's the thing. So this is just nothing more than we had some t- well, space to fill. So let's fill it with something. I, you know, I think. Well, I think what's what's at play here because you got Caitlyn Jenner out in California, or Bruce Jenner in a dress out in California, and I think the the Trump phenomenon, and he was a phenomenon. He was, you know, there's only one president like him. I think it, it at least opened people's minds to the idea that a non-politician can run for office and be very. Successful. I love that idea. More I do too. I don't think yeah. Matthew McConaughey's a guy. <laughs> I haven't heard. Well, it. I don't know. I, you know, then that's the I haven't point. heard anything as far as what he thinks or believes. I really haven't heard anything. That's like my point. That. Right. You know. I, I, so how can you do a poll? How can you ask people? Do you want him to be governor? And forty-five supposedly forty-five percent say, "Yeah, I want him to be governor, man." Based on what? <laughs> well, they're probably what are you basing that on? <laughs> They're probably right? moronic Democrats who, you know. I mean, if somebody were to ask me that, as you just brought up, I would have to say, well, I have no idea. I don't know. I have no idea what he stands for. I don't know what he believes. I don't know what he would like to do. I don't. I haven't heard any policy positions from the guy. So let's talk about that a little bit, and I'll let you know whether or not he gets my vote. <laughs> right. The only thing I've heard him say is he feels like he has a lot he can teach people. 
It's like, well, what's that? Your job isn't so to teach I. people stuff as the governor of a state. Your your job is to govern, dude. <laughs> so I, I don't know. You know, I, I think he genuinely believes it. I think he genuinely is thinking about it. I think it's a genuine thing for him. Oh, 100%. Uh, you know, because he, he's pretty popular still. He doesn't really need the extra fame. You know, sometimes you get these yahoos who will say they're going to run for office because no one's paying attention to him anymore. He's not that. He's still an A-lister. But, uh, you know, he doesn't, yeah, he hasn't really put anything out there as far as what he's going to do or what his opinions are on things, on various issues. I haven't heard any of that. So, So, what it is, and let's not BS around, this is all about a target on Greg Abbott's back by Democrats. They want him removed as quick as they can get him out of office. And this round, they're they're throwing whoever they can throw up against the wall to see who's going to stick. McConaughey, Beto, Julian, they're going through the list, you know, the list. The uh, list and they're trying to so see. <laughs> but it's terrible. It's 100%. Terrible. But here's the thing, Sean. We we are watching, and we were just talking about this off the air. We're watching our state and our country, the demographics completely change with every new illegal immigrant that comes across the southern border. We're talking about 172,000 who came across last month that we had interactions with. You can, I'm told by uh, Border Patrol and ICE, you can probably double that number because there's those that came across that never encountered uh, a Border Patrol that just walked across ranch land. They're here now. We're talking about here. Let's let's be clear on this. And if you need some help with the word, you can look it up. I'm not talking about you, Sean. I'm talking about anybody else out there, particularly Democrats who are listening right now. We're talking about the balkanization of the United States of America. Rome understood that in order for a nation, a republic, to stand, the people had to be unified around general principles, primarily language. That was the number one thing that Rome always stressed. We have to have a common language and a unifying principle here that this country is about. This country doesn't have it. We're, we're, we're past that. We don't have a unifying language anymore. We don't have unifying principles anymore. The balkanization of America is here, and we're breaking up into little bitty parts and pieces, individual eth- ethnic groups and what have you, in various states. And so, yeah, could somebody like a McConaughey or Julian Castro win Texas? You bet. And it's all because they're importing a brand new type of of uh, demographics into our country. This country going to be way different real soon. Way well, different. I, I, obviously, they're 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 importing folks that they want to vote for them <laughs> you know uh however you, you know you you bend the rules or whatever or uh uh are able to let illegal aliens vote but you know that's the it's it's all about the cheat this is about the cheat this isn't about migrants and dreamers and any of that happy crap it's about having the ability to win elections no matter what tucker carlson said it last week with every illegal alien that comes in that would be allowed to vote your vote goes away as a legal citizen of this country. Uh, so, you know, I, where's it going to be in six months? I don't know. Uh, I think, didn't Biden finally refer to it as a crisis uh, over the weekend? I think it was the first time he's done that. But it's uh, it's all part of the plan. <laughs> it's all part of the evil plan to basically destroy the country and rebuild it in some sort of fascist, uh, in some sort of fascist way. And uh, that's what they're about. You and I were talking about how, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise us if we were able to look inside the souls of a lot of folks who are following the Chauvin trial, who are activists, 
and uh, secretly maybe they want an acquittal because it gives them a, an, an excuse to just go nuts and roll the National Guard out and do whatever. Uh, tanks in the streets. So I, you know, I don't know, man. I, it's 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 a it's a very dicey time in America to be sure. And uh, pretty much, I would think everybody should be able to see that with their own eyes. But uh, uh, a lot of the moron crowd, they you know, they they think this is all great, you know, for whatever reasons. So I don't know. Well, I don't know where it's going to go. I, I, I don't like to make predictions because that's when you end up with egg on your face. But let me just put it this way. It wouldn't surprise me that whichever way the Chauvin trial goes, that there's rioting in the streets. Whichever oh, way. Yeah. That with whatever happens, the the people who are pre-positioned right now, uh, and, and they are pre-positioned, and their bricks are ready, and their you know urine bottles are ready, and all the, you know the the fireworks have been bought and pre-positioned, all that stuff. They, 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 no matter what happens, uh, they're right. they're going to roll out anyway. And at some point, at some point, the government has to, or will feel like it needs to step in. That's what was so insidious about Maxine Waters. And it's nine forty-five <laughs> DC time, and she still has a gig, but she went to Minnesota over the weekend. I don't know if you heard it, folks. Chris, can we play that? She went there uh, on the weekend, flew a thousand miles to get there violated the law because a, a curfew was in place. She said, I don't care when she was asked about the curfew and violating right. the law. I don't care. She went there for uh, uh, one main, uh, two reasons, in my view, my humble opinion. She went there, number one, to try to incite a riot, which is illegal, and number two, jury tampering, because yeah. she wanted to influence the jury by saying this. So, yes, I would like to see the bill in Congress passed on police reform, but I know that the right wing, the racist, are opposed to it, and I don't know what's going to happen to it, but I know this, we've got to stay in the street, and we've got to, we've got to demand justice. As a black man, despite all of the efforts, I feel like nothing changes, and George Floyd is waking so many people up. Yet nothing has happened, just you know, despite the rhetoric. Like what, what needs to happen that's different this year well, than all the years we're before? We're looking for a guilty verdict. We're looking for a guilty verdict, and we're looking to see if all of the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that to say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean, oh, no, okay, not so. So let's just leave it there for now. But basically, if we don't get a guilty verdict, we're going to stay in the streets and continue basically doing what we're doing and even amp it up. Uh, applying the same standard to her that she applied to Donald Trump after January 6th, she should be impeached and removed from office immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is what she wanted to impeach Donald Trump for. And he didn't, he didn't even say anything that, they, uh, that was insightful. He said, let's peacefully march. She's out there in the crowd. Breaking the law, U.S. congressman breaking the law there, uh, you know, after curfew, and uh, demanding a verdict in a in a in a trial in a in a criminal trial, demanding a certain verdict, uh, and also, uh, yeah, being very insightful. Uh, if we don't get the verdict we want, we're not going away. We're going to get even more confrontational. 
uh, you know, I, I think anything bad happens, uh, she's got that on her hands, you know, if, uh, if this thing goes weird, which it probably will, uh, you know, she's, uh, but she, it won't, won't matter because she's a Democrat. It's not going to matter. That's right. That's it's right. Not gonna, if it was a Republican, you said this earlier, if she was a Republican and everything else was equal, uh, they'd be, uh, calling for her removal across the board, but she's a Democrat. It's not the same. They're total hypocrites. So uh, their actions and their words, it's not the first time she's done it. She did it, didn't, what, 2018? Right. She was saying, right. hey, you know, you get into their faces at the gas stations, at the restaurants. So this and is who she did. is. She's a scumbag. She's a horrible, horrible human being. And uh, she's fanning the flames, man. She is out there fanning the flames. And tampering with the jury, in my opinion. So yeah. what she's also doing is, uh, you know, getting put, putting lives in danger because within an hour of her making those remarks, a couple of uh, National Guard troops who were there stationed and ready for whatever might happen uh, were shot at, and they were injured. And so I, I just, you know, of course, if that was a Republican, the media would be making that connection. Morning Joe would be all about that today, oh, saying yeah. that a couple of National Guard troops got shot because of the words that Republican so-and-so had to say, but they haven't said a word about Mad Max and uh, and what and she had to say. I'll make the connection. They they won't make the connection, but I will, because the shoe's on the other foot. I w- they would have made the connection about a Republican. I'll make it with her, that, you know, she's out there inside. Inciting violence. She's inciting violence, and she needs to be removed from office immediately. Removed Absolutely. from office, and uh, and put back to what, whatever she did before her her public life. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more. Wearing rhyme and wrap it up on the other side. Apple Pest Control and Stan Goodson. That's a great great company. They've been doing the pest control services at the warehouse since two thousand and three. They're just wonderful people to deal with all the way around. Uh, their phone number is 210-695-8946, and they do it all. They give you a quote over the phone, by the way. They have flexible billing available to you, never any contracts to sign, so they have to earn your business with every trip to your home. Stan really built this business on honesty and dependability and reliability, and, and that's the deal. When they tell you we're going to be there at X time, they're here at X time. You're offered what you need and nothing more. They send a pest control technician to your home, not a commissioned salesperson. In fact, there's been times I've had to ask them, hey, what about doing this, and what about doing that? You don't need that. You don't need to do. You don't need to do that. Well, I'd like no. Uh-uh. You don't need to do that. Don't spend the money, Trey. And it does happen. And they're good people. Uh, Apple Pest Control. Be sure to tell them Trey Ware sent you. Two ten six nine 